You're listening to 30 Minute Expert. I'm Katie. And I'm Zach. Every episode, I challenge Zach to become an expert on a totally random topic. And if that's not hard enough, I only have 30 minutes to do it. We want to prove that no matter who you are, or how much education you have, with a little help from the internet, anyone can become an expert on any topic in the world. Sometimes I like to have an organic intro, uh, but it's not happening right now. Yeah, it's tough because we just stare at each other for a couple of seconds and then you start talking because I don't know how to begin the conversation. True. You don't know where it's going. Mm -mm. Wow. It's all on me. The pressure. (laughs) Uh, Well, this should be cool. I think you already know a little bit about this, um, but, but you like this kind of stuff as far as I know. Maybe you don't. We'll find out. Let's find out. It is the Louisiana Purchase. Oh, nice. Do you know about that? A little bit. I know you were really into Lewis and Clark for a while mm-hmm. there. Uh, yeah, and that comes up in their story. Yeah. Um, I, I, I know a little bit, but not enough to start like spitting out numbers right now because they'll all be totally wrong, but this will be really cool, and yeah. I'm excited to you know, really get into it and yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited. (laughs) (laughs) We heard on, I think it was on Jeopardy the other day, they mentioned about how a million dollars would buy you one-fifteenth of the Louisiana Purchase. No. No, a million dollars would buy you like 15 acres or something like that. It was, it was something, it was not one-fifteenth of. I thought it was because no, I thought Louisiana the whole purchases thing like... was like fifteen million dollars. Oh, you mean back then? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought you meant today. I I kind of heard that Jeopardy question, like, but wasn't really paying attention, and I thought it was something more along the lines of in today's money. No, oh, okay. I think that's what it was, and that's what sparked. Yeah, my... that's about right. Off the yeah. top of my head, that I I want to say it was like twelve to fifteen million. It's something utterly ridiculous yeah. nowadays. Where you look at it and you think, "Wow, that was an incredible bargain." Yeah, and I believe it was literally everything west of like the Mississippi River or something crazy like that. Almost, yeah. yeah. It didn't go all the way to. Yeah, we'll figure it out. But, but it's yeah. If you have no idea what it was, we're talking about like what now makes up probably a good dozen or more U.S. states yeah. through the South and the West. Yeah, pretty good deal. I know there's some Thomas Jefferson bargain. involved, mm. some France involved. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't, yeah. I'm remembering a little bit more, but again, not enough to, like, start talking about it. But Don't talk about it. I'm going to nail this down. Expert. Wait until you're a full-blown, bona fide expert. It's only going to take 30 minutes. It will. Do it. Okay, I'm going. Bye. French? Uh-uh. Okay. That wasn't that wasn't the assignment, so you're off the hook. Whew. But the assignment was the Louisiana Purchase. And once again, you were right. Oh, about what? There's some Thomas Jefferson in here. There's nice. some French people in here. It was not all the way to the Pacific Ocean. Mm-hmm. Well, anyone who's seen you're The Mask smart. of Zorro knows that. You just watched that recently. Yeah, I, know. I love that movie. Oh, you cheated. California is not included in Louisiana Purchase, but a lot a lot of other things are. Oh, yeah. A whole heck of a lot. Ooh, let's find out. Okay. The Louisiana Purchase was the purchase of the Louisiana Territory from the French in 1803. Okay. It's not the state of Louisiana as we know it today, 
this was the Louisiana Territory, which was essentially the area between more or less the Rocky Mountains and the Mississippi River. Wow, that does go far, though, the Rocky Mountains. Yeah, it's a ton. I mean, if you look at the map, it's about the middle third of the country. Wow. But Louisiana, the state, is included, right? Yeah. You're just saying that's not the only thing. It's this. It's this much bigger Yeah, space. yeah, I'm sorry. You're right. Good clarification. Not the whole Louisiana state as we know it today. But, oh, really? But um, it was all kind of centered around New Orleans. And then it triangles up from there all the way to the northern border of the u.s wow so i mean there was no louisiana state line back then right. so it's not mm-hmm. louisiana today but it wasn't a state starts there exactly it belonged to france the port of new orleans was extremely valuable mm. it was the end of the mississippi river it was a major trading route that's where like a lot of business was going in and out of the port of new orleans makes sense and the U.S. had already negotiated for access to the port whenever – or where they were allowed to store goods mm-hmm. for import and export. They had access to the Mississippi River, but they wanted to own New Orleans. Yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, I do too. I'd like to own a little slice, maybe uh-huh. not the whole thing. That's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. The Louisiana Territory had changed hands a few times. It was controlled by the French until about 1762, and then – French king Louis the Fifteenth. He was worried about it being repossessed from him. Uh, not repossessed, like in a modern sense, but he was worried about it being taken from him by the English, I believe. Uh, so he not gave repossessed. It... They never owned it. The natives. Yeah, did. not repossessed. Uh, they they it. had like just lost a, some sort of battle to the English, mm. and the English were taking theirs, mm. and they thought that was going to be taken. So he gave it to his cousin uh, Charles the Third of Spain. So Spain was controlling it, and then in 1800, Napoleon, he bought it back from the Spanish, and he had a master plan of establishing colonies in North America, French colonies in in North America. Mm -hmm. However, things did not go his way. Napoleon's way? Napoleon's way. He recently failed to stop a slave revolt in Saint-Domingue, which is modern-day Haiti. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. The Haitian Revolution. This was where slaves in Haiti revolted and won yeah and they oh that's such a good story it's we'll awesome have to do that someday it's don't awesome. talk about it too much right now because we'll save it yeah i don't know enough about it to spoil that's anything that's toussaint louverture right i don't know oh is that the french name for it no no that's a guy oh i'm sorry i don't know all right you're probably right so that so anyway they these slaves revolt in haiti he loses that battle uh, then that leaves him without control of the sugar plantations that he wanted there. Mm. So now he sees controlling his New Orleans as kind of pointless because that was his main objective with New Orleans was to export all of this sugar that he was going to get from mm. these slaves. But that wasn't happening. He's pretty narrow-minded that he's like, oh, everything's pointless now. I don't have my sugar. <laughs> well, it, wasn't, it wasn't just that. I feel like he's very <laughs> hot-headed. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> I think he's a famous hothead. Yeah, mm-hmm. you're not wrong. He had that building pressure. You know he, who I think Napoleon is? Who? George Costanza. Huh, Can't that's you just picture funny. that Napoleon is George Costanza? Yeah. Just always just below a boiling point. Yes. Where he's going to blow up because yeah. he can't control and the things like around him. And he's like short and he's like just really wants to be the man and he's just not. Have you seen Bill and Ted? Uh, yeah. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, I should mm-hmm. clarify. Yeah. Napoleon do you remember napoleon in the movie yeah i think that guy does such a good job that yeah, he's such yeah, a good yeah. napoleon and he's always just screaming in french exactly yeah. right there you go 
So he's left without any point of controlling New Orleans. He got defeated in Haiti. He uh, he knows that a war with England is going to happen any minute. So he's feeling tense from that. Mm-hmm. So he decides that he doesn't. He's not going to achieve this plan of establishing colonies in North America anytime soon. And he's better off selling that land right now. Mm-hmm. So President Thomas Jefferson was always extremely interested in owning New Orleans. He had devised a plan to purchase land all along the Mississippi River, and I think he was already doing that, buying Mm -hmm. up little bits here and there, and he eventually wanted to own New Orleans and the surrounding areas, Mm -hmm. again, to control that extremely valuable port. Right. Who wouldn't want to? Right. Like you said, you want to own New Orleans, so you understand. Ghost. It's great. (laughs) When the timing is right, Jefferson sent two men, James Monroe and Robert R. Livingston, to Paris to negotiate the purchase of New Orleans. Wow. Cool. Yeah. What a trip. (laughs) (laughs) He gave them a $10 million budget, which, that's a lot of money back then. $10 million budget with the goal of purchasing New Orleans. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. He sent them over there. He was like, get that port. Yeah. They don't, like, Napoleon's over with it he doesn't want it mm-hmm. i know he'll sell it see if he'll sell it for 10 million if he won't bite at least get part of the ter- like the louisiana territory down around new yeah. orleans or yeah down around new orleans at the very least get unlimited access to the port for mm-hmm. us because as of this point i believe they only had rights to store things there they didn't really have rights mm-hmm. to conduct business at the port so he's like Secure that right. Cool. At least that. Here's 10 million bucks. Make it happen. So Monroe and Livingston go over there. They meet with them in Paris. They negotiate the whole thing. They're throwing numbers at them. And Napoleon is like, you know what? You can take the whole territory for $15 million. That's insane. Of course. They're absolutely shocked. Like, they can't believe that. Of course. They offer them it for $15 million. That's $305 million today. We're talking about a large sum of money, but for a government, for that type of land, like, that is, they were they were trying to get one port for right. $10 million, Right. And now they have this entire territory for Jefferson $15 million. Jefferson thought it would be a pretty good deal if they could get New Orleans At the for very least, million. he thought it was worth it. Even if he thought he right. was paying way too much he wanted it bad enough that he was willing to spend 10 million on it can you just imagine how that deal went down like you definitely so just from the limited experience with negotiation i have from school now um they went in with their list of things from jefferson that were like this is how far we can go this Mm -hmm. is what we really want and you know they don't lead with that stuff they're in there telling them that they only have five million and and they're they're you know, playing their cards very close to the vest, and when he drops, like you guys can have the whole thing for fifteen million, their minds must have exploded. Seriously, yeah. I mean, it was completely shocking to them. They were not ready for it. Frankly, they were they were not ready for it. That's awesome. So that's eighteen dollars a square mile. They're like, we gotta call Tom, and there's not even phone. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so psyched in seven months when we get back there. Yeah, three hundred and five million dollars in today's money. That's mm-hmm. like we said. That's nothing. $18 a square mile or three cents an acre. Wow. Three cents an acre. Know, isn't that nuts? Yeah. It's pretty good. Like I said, Jefferson was shocked. Yeah, Although it's something that he ultimately wanted, he wasn't prepared for it at mm-hmm. that point. He knew that the Constitution didn't allow specifically for the purchase of foreign land. 
So before, oh, really? yeah, oh. before he even sent them over there to start negotiating, he tried to amend the constitution to allow for such a purchase, but mm-hmm. Congress said no. Oh, so when, oh, no. yeah, when they make this offer and they agree to it, he's like kind of scrambling. Yeah. You know, it's that deal that's too good to be true. You can't not take it, right. but but you're not you don't allowed. have yeah you don't have any way to kind he of literally see didn't it have through. the authority to do it yeah a few years prior to this alexander hamilton had proposed a national bank hmm. and jefferson was very pro states rights so he hated the idea of mm-hmm. a national bank if anyone has seen hamilton those guys did not get along well. <laughs> exactly yeah they were not friendly Mm-mm. the constitution was not laid out to allow the establishment establishment of a bank like that but Hamilton successfully argued that it was implied. Hmm. I don't know exactly how, but anyway, he won, and they established a national bank. Mm -hmm. Jefferson was furious. He hated the idea, (laughs) and he couldn't stand losing to Hamilton. Not that it was a one-on-one battle, but he couldn't stand that Hamilton got what he wanted, especially when it was against the Constitution. In his view. Right. This time, Jefferson made the same argument. And he claimed that part of the amendment that granted him power to negotiate treaties also implied the purchase of foreign land. Wow. So as one source I saw put it, he had to probably swallow his pride a little bit to use that same Mm -hmm. argument that he was furious at Hamilton for making a decade prior. Just just implied powers, I guess. Yeah, just implying that the Constitution gave him a right to Mm -hmm. do something that it didn't. Quite yeah. frankly, I mean, you know, in the black it didn't and white writing, but yeah, right. I mean, a lot is implicit, but it worked. On April thirtieth, eighteen o three, the agreement was signed in Paris, and Jefferson announced it on July fourth. Oh, happy Independence Day! Yeah, so beautiful. Mm-hmm. The U.S. doubled in size overnight. Wow! It added eight hundred twenty-seven thousand square miles. <laughs> wow! So this includes part or whole of. Uh, present-day Arkansas, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa, Nebraska, Montana, Wyoming, and then smaller parts of Colorado and Minnesota. It touched 15 Mm -hmm. states in all. Wow. Now, this part I thought was really interesting. I didn't quite expect to to read something like this, but it makes total sense. What the U.S. really purchased was the right to fight for slash acquire that land from the Native Americans Mm. by way of purchase treaty or conquest because hmm. the native americans were not in on the deal right of course this deal is just with france getting them out of the way yeah and you still have the native americans who <laughs> you're just buying their land as if you have any right to do that exactly so the purchase all it did was give the u.s free reign without any other countries interfering right so they spent an additional 2.6 billion dollars buying this land from the native americans oh well, yeah that's kind of nice yeah, I guess so. I don't think the Native Americans were too happy still, yeah, but true. it's not the tiny price tag of $15 million when it's all said and done. Yeah, that is interesting because I that is the thing that stands out in my mind is mm. the Louisiana Purchase was $15 million, and I guess you're right. There was a, a higher price tag. Still a bargain, I would assume. For sure. Definitely. But that wasn't all for the Native Americans. After the War of 1812, all the way through the start of the Civil War— as you probably know, was known as the era, sorry, known as the era of manifest destiny. Mm-hmm. And that term first came about in 1845. And that was the idea that the American expansion of the West was not only inevitable, but justified. 
Because it was our destiny. Right. They had... God? Little mercy for the Native Americans that they were forcing out, if not just outright slaughtering, to take their land. Mm. The United States sold off land in the West extremely cheap, encouraging expansion of its citizens from the East. Mm -hmm. Minimum purchases at first were 640 acres, which I believe is about one square mile. And thousands of people took them up on the offer. I mean, people flooded out West. And, of course, that lasted all through the 1900s. I mean, with, as we all know, the 1849, like, gold rush, like, Mm -hmm. brought a ton of people out West. But it wasn't just that. It was the promise of this really, really cheap land everywhere West of the Mississippi. Mm -hmm. This is like Oregon Trail. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, I mentioned it in the intro, Lewis and Clark didn't weren't they kind of set out when this happened because they because Jefferson or whomever said hey someone's got to go out there and like look at this land and figure out what the heck it is yeah he sent them out in August of 1803 so just oh yeah so a month right after, after the announcement it, of yeah he was of like, Y'all the Louisiana go purchase in July and their goal was to look for a Northwest passage passage which was a shipping route through the northwestern United States to the Pacific Ocean. Oh, but they, did they find it? Mm, I don't know. I mean, they made it to the Pacific Ocean, but I don't think they found oh, the water meant, route that yeah, they were yeah, looking for. Yeah, yeah, I thought for. you meant a waterway. I don't know. No, there's no about. such waterway, but so I guess no, they didn't find it, but they They got a lot of important information. Exactly. The, that wasn't the only goal of their um Expedition. expedition. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, mission? Trip? <laughs> that wasn't the only goal of their expedition. It was also yeah. to, you know, see what's out there. Right. Nobody mm-hmm. from the, uh, what do you call them? Colonies oh. mm-hmm. had ever been out that way. Yeah. So they came back with a lot of valuable information. All the tribes east of the Mississippi River were relocated. Now east that, of the Mississippi? Yeah. Oh. Now that they had all of this newly acquired land in the West, and that was the Trail of Tears, uh, where they took all of the Native Americans from, you know, the Southeast, Florida and Georgia mm-hmm. and those states. Not that they were our states yet, but that was the beginning of it working South, uh, where they started to push them all out mm. to this land that they, you know, didn't really have any plan for at that point. It was right. just theirs. So they said, go, get out. Yeah. Yeah, rough. Yeah, very terrible time in history. That's more or less all I have. I mean, there's I have some facts to go through and fun stuff like that, but what are your thoughts? Do you have any questions? Um, Questions. Uh, a lot of this is bringing back a lot of AP U.S. history for me. Um, we obviously talked about it in that class a lot, and I remember it being really fascinating. Uh, I think the most interesting part to me is just the magnitude of the purchase. Also, I love the surprise of them thinking they're only going for New Orleans and then getting this massive swath of land. I know. I want to see that scene play out in a movie. I know. Uh, I wonder if it does. There's probably something. Yeah. Um, and also it's just another, it's another story, another reminder of this feels like, uh, such a such a win and such an exciting great thing in American history and we all celebrate it but uh, ugh, as so many things in early American history have it has these horrible dire consequences for the Native Americans and that's such a bummer it really brings it down but it's important to know and it's important to remember and acknowledge um, definitely so, so two sides of the coin there exciting purchase bad aftermath right and, you know, it really changed the course of America. I mean, for for better or worse, 
that land could have been maintained by the French, right. and, and now we're living in what is now the United States, could have been the United States on the East Coast, and parts of France in the mm-hmm. center of the country, and you know, an independent California region on the West Coast, and Mexico on the South, or Spain on the South, you know, it's yeah. not that that, it's easy for us to think of that and say that would be worse, because Ooh, we have what we say? have now. Exactly. But Maybe it would be super say. cool. It definitely altered the shape of America, not only literally on the map, but it established us as this huge nation. And maybe this idea of manifest destiny wouldn't have even come up if it weren't for the Louisiana Purchase, something that we weren't even attempting to get at the time. But then when we got it, we thought, oh, look at this. Now it's our destiny to push through this whole entire land and get to the other side and claim it all. Definitely, yeah. I mean, I don't know how that idea would have come up if we didn't have access to that land you know yeah so very interesting very important time in history yeah okay quick what are the fun facts quick facts fun facts the down payment given to the french was three million dollars in gold which jefferson had set aside because he was planning to invade england and he was going to use that three million dollars in gold to do so jefferson was going to invade england why didn't we just beat them in a revolution i don't know i guess he wanted another bite out of them he was angry That seems like an odd choice. I'm glad he didn't. It also could be wrong. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Three million dollars in gold. Did they sail over there with it? They must have, yeah. Wow. That ship. Or they just took it down to New Orleans and said, here you go, baby. Oh, yeah. Smacked them on the butt and sent them on their way. Mm. Uh, They didn't have the $15 million that they had negotiated as the buying price, so they had to borrow from two different banks in Europe, and they didn't pay that off. Until, well, I mean, this is pretty quick if you ask me. They paid it off in 1823, and with interest, it ended up costing about $23 million. Wow. So that $15 million price really was $23 million. million with interest. Plus the $2.6 million they spent on (laughs) buying land from Native Americans. That's that's crazy that the government didn't have fifteen million dollars at that time. I know. I mean, like, I don't know if it's people who live down the street from us who have fifteen million dollars <laughs> right now. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. The original purchase. This is the last fact, by the way. Mm. The original purchase included parts of modern day Canada. Did you really? know that? Yeah. No. Just tiny little bits above Montana uh-huh. and North Dakota. If you look at the original outline of the agreed purchase. It just swoops up into Canada, maybe like 60 miles. Oh. Like 60 miles into Canada and maybe, you know, 100, 200 miles uh, east to west. Just a little tiny, like, band up right across the border. But adjustments were made with Britain, and there were a lot of treaties and different things like Mm. that that augmented and really defined the borders of this purchase in the subsequent years Mm -hmm. uh, so that Canada portion was sliced off in a treaty with Britain in 1818. Oh, not too too long after. Right. Cool. And I guess, I don't know, thinking of it now, it's like, how, why is that even interesting? There was no border there before that. Yeah, yeah, I know. What's the significance of it? I guess it's just cool that... It's cool that, yeah. At some point, um, uh, America had part of Canada. Yeah, for about 15 years or so, there was a little area there that technically was part of the United States. Wow. Cool. Cool. Very cool. I like it. That's all I got. Very good work. Good work. I hope this was enough for you. You Yeah, this this was really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Excellent. We'll do more. 
maybe some Lewis and Clark someday. Oh, definitely that Haitian Revolution someday. Yeah. And then maybe James K. Polk, Napoleon of the Stump. He is, <laughs> I, he was, so my APUS teacher, he was his favorite president, James really? K. Polk. And yeah, and I think I'm remembering this correctly, that he actually added more land than any other president. So even though the Louisiana Purchase was this massive purchase, like you said, it only goes so far. There's a bunch more land that's now part of the country, and if I'm remembering correctly, James K. Polk got that. That's crazy. Yeah. Jeez, we should switch seats. <laughs> you can Yours look all this is stuff the up. Teaching and... seat. Mine is. Yeah, I'll just sit seat. back and listen, and you can teach me. How about that? Mm, maybe someday we could switch one day. Yeah. You could give me a topic. Ooh. It'll be like, what do you know about? Hockey. It'll be about hockey and hockey sticks, and I'll have to learn about it. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming soon to a podcast <laughs> near you. Okay. <laughs> Good work. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at 30 Minute Expert Podcast, where you can see cool photos of all the things we talked about today. And send us suggestions for future episodes. Also, if you're a real-life expert on one of the topics we covered, write to us and let us know what we missed. You can email us at 30MinuteExpertPodcast, that's 30MinuteExpertPodcast at gmail.com. If it's something especially interesting, maybe we'll read it on the show. If you're enjoying the podcast, please subscribe. And if you're really enjoying it, write a review. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye.